This is a podcast by The Straits Times. We had a goat in The Straits Times newsroom for this episode of ST Sports Talk. Not an actual kambing, of course, but mixed martial arts star Demetrius Johnson, often in the conversation for greatest of all time in his sport. DJ is in town to headline One Championship's first one-on-prime video event taking place on August 27, which will broadcast on primetime in the United States. The man also known as Mighty Mouse in the MMA world chats with me, ST Sports correspondent Sazali Abdulaziz, about his upcoming flyweight world title shot, how the United States is taking to One Championship and his Mount Rushmore of MMA. Right, DJ. So, um, thank you for for taking the time out to to visit us in the newsroom uh, and have a chat with us just hours after you landed in Singapore. How are you feeling right now? Just you know, in terms of after the long travel and everything, you know, you, you haven't had much time to rest. Yeah, I feel great. Long trip, obviously, coming from Seattle, Washington, and taking the flight from Seattle to Japan and Japan to Singapore. So we're here now. Got a chance to get to my hotel room, unpack everything, get my laptop set up. Took a shower, took a nap, and now here we are. We're here doing an interview. And then, uh, you know, in terms of the fight itself, you know, how are you feeling? You know, what shape are you in, you know, a few days out from the big bout? I feel great. You know, no injuries. You know, obviously, body isn't fully recovered from the last training session that we had back in the States on Friday. But we're feeling good. You know, we got a couple of days, you know, leading up to it. All the media interview, we're going to do the Navy uh, appearance today. Now that we'll get a training session in and then get a good nap, good sleep. So what's your day like when uh, you fight in Asia? You fought in Japan, of course, at, at one century, and you fought in Singapore as well. How, how does your body adjust? And obviously, this time it's a bit different because, you know, I think you might have a bit more freedom than in, in the past. I'm not so sure. Can you give us an insight? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously now with Singapore dropping their restrictions on COVID-19, it's been a lot better. I mean, we still have to wear our masks when we're inside buildings which have been turned to the back of our ears, but the freedom is a lot nicer to be able to leave the hotel when we want to. Uh, last time, I mean, my buddy Tony was like, it's like luxury prison. Like you're just <laughs> stuck in your room the whole time. It was like, you can't leave. You get an hour out of it. So, and typically the day of the fight, you know, wake up, might do a little shakeout. This one might be different since we're fighting on US time zone for Amazon Prime 1. We'll probably do maybe a little bit shakeout and then go over there. Then it goes fast. It's like your hand wraps, you're warming up. This guy gets knocked out, this person gets submitted, and then they're right to it. You know, in the past, in the previous organization I fought for, they would like, if things are going fast, like, stop. We're going to play some of the undercard to, you know, get the advertising and stuff out. Where this is like, boom, 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 boom. Say, bang it out, then go out there and fight. After the fight, go back to the hotel, shower, go out, enjoy the town, and jump on that flight Sunday morning and back to the States. Do you do anything to get your body clocks or like, changed or, or do, you, do you try to keep it to the Seattle time? It, it depends on what we're fighting on because last time I came here and I fought on 1X, it was on Singapore time, which I actually kind of enjoyed, right? Because I wasn't the main event. I think it was a co-main event behind Andrew Lee. So I just knew I got to be ready for a certain time. When you're trying to keep your body on a certain time zone, it's kind of hard when you have to do all the media obligations and, you know, go around the press conference, et cetera, et cetera. So I try to just make sure my body's ready to go at that exact time I got to fight instead of, you know, right now it is hitting 6 p.m. in Washington State. So I'll be like, okay, well, 6 p.m. I'll be going to the gym right now. I'll be warming up where right now I can't be doing it because I'm sitting here doing this. 
We'll let you go soon. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm not taking it digging. I'm just telling you like what, no, what it is. I'm kidding. But you, you mentioned earlier, you know, one of the things you, you might want to do is sort of go out and see the town a bit. You've been contracted to one for a while now. Have you got a chance to explore Singapore? Yeah, yeah. we've explored Singapore multiple times. But typically, nine or ten times when I am here, I can't go out and have a drink, right? I mean, when I fought here, when we did 1X, uh, went out, had a drink at the hotel. But that was about it. And then uh, when we... The <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then when we fought, we came here, stayed here for Manila, couldn't do anything because I wasn't, I was going for a fight. So every single time I've, I've traveled over in Asia, I've always been getting ready to compete. I can't just relax. So this time we're fighting in the morning. Like we went with the Japan boys. We had a good time when we fought in the morning. <laughs> we tore <laughs> that time up. <laughs> oh, we had a good time. Uh, so this time we're fighting in the morning in Singapore time. And so after that, you know, I think we'll be done fighting by 2 p.m., you know, night hasn't begun, so we'll probably go out and do some stuff and have have a good time. In terms of preparation for this fight, you had a camp with uh, Henry Cejudo. Can you talk a bit about that? You know, what what was it like? You know, did yeah. you guys pull out pay per view uh, sparring sessions in in the gym or the part of the camp I did with Henry Cejudo is pretty good. You know, for my whole entire career, I've never gone outside of AMC and trained. Um, now I'm starting to do it. And now that I have a house out in Arizona, it's more convenient for me to train with him. And it was good. You know, we got to see how we're different, you know, and to get a different perspective on what other gyms think of my skill set and just be able to vibe out and just train. So it was good. And, and, you know, I I think the training I did with him is going to help out a lot in this fight. And, you know, all we can do is wait and see. I think it's pretty interesting that, you know, a lot of people see you as the innovator. You you know, you, you sort of know anything and everything already in MMA and, and yet here you are at this point, at this stage of your career, still going out there and trying something new. What do you hope to gain uh, from, you know, experiments like this? Uh, a lot, to be honest with you, because I think sometimes when you step out of your comfort zone, that's I'm not saying I'm uncomfortable there, but it's something I don't typically do. Like I said, my whole entire career, I've always been it, you know, under one teaching with Matt and then we have other instructors, but they've gone off and done different things in our life. And now me training, you know, grapple club with Professor Jan, that's a huge step. Put on the gi and training in the gi. I spend more time in the gi than I do no gi, just because no gi is basically mixed martial arts based, right? To where gi, you can still use the same principles. You just got to find a different leverage point to use. And I think, you know, me doing something totally different, if you want to call it experimenting, um, I think it's good. As long as you're with a good atmosphere and around great people. So um, this fight here in Singapore it's, it's a bit different from your I think your last couple of fights where you know like you mentioned luxury prison which sounds like it but are you doing anything different routine wise you know like I, I assume you get to go out to train are you training at Evolve no you know I don't think I'm going to Evolve this time um, just because how busy my schedule is and I don't want to put the stress on myself like waiting for a taxi going to Evolve get in the cage do my thing there coming back showering going to bed so for me, if I wake up, I'm like, oh, maybe we'll, my schedule's light. Yeah, maybe we'll go to Evolve. But today, I'm not too concerned going to Evolve or this whole entire trip. Like, if I can't make it happen smooth, you know, then I'm not going to worry about it. If I woke up, I was like, you have nothing to do today? Okay, we'll go to Evolve and get out and go do stuff. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm not, Evolve's not in the cards. Are you approaching this next fight with, with Adriano, this rematch, any differently than the last time you... I would say mentally, you know, we've gotten there, we fought each other before, so I've kind of seen that opponent standing across the cage for me, and I've, I've, I've experienced that, you know, mentally and uh, physically. 
So, you know, you just got to go out there and fight. Obviously, he's a bigger guy, longer, and he has a certain style he goes about doing when he competes. And just go out there fighting and see what happens. I imagine it, it was a, another strange experience, uncomfortable experience for you, sort of like dealing with, you know, being finished and a rare loss. How did you process that? You know, did you watch the video a lot to analyze, you know, the, the fight, you know, what went wrong, what you did, you I know, just, what you could do honestly, better? Honestly, I just laugh. I laugh. <laughs> we were in Alaska, we watched, I was like, oh, I got blessed in the face. You know, day, it's a sport, right? And I, have a lot, I lose in the gym, right? Like my coach, he beats me up. I have hard days with him. I have hard days with him. He hit me with some other day where he did that that leg. You you grabbed my leg, you shot underneath, and, you know, there's a little exchange battles, right? So I lose all the time. It's not like I don't lose, but I think in the fashion I lost, you know, getting knocked out or whatnot, you know, I've been knocked out before, snowboarding and been pushed off a roof, so it is what it is. But, yeah, you know, you just look at it and go out there and not let it hold you back. Go out there, give it hell. Yeah, I I think the way you got knocked out was a shock to many American fans because of you know obviously you were you were you were down the opponent, mm-hmm. uh, but you know right after that loss, you, you go on Twitter and everybody saying oh you know DJ said previously you know he he wanted soccer kicks and and oh, stuff yeah. like that you know so you know that's sort of like add salt to the wound or, or you know you're like whatever you know I, I I said what I said and you know you know the beautiful thing about the internet. Is that it doesn't exist if you don't go on it, right? That's true. So I think for for that, when I say that, I still stand by that. And for me, you can't go, you know, 12 years or six years on the feet as a champion and give all these ass whoopings out. And then when you get your butt whipped, you can't, you know, cry, cry baby about it, right? So, yeah, after I got blasted with the knee, I got up and said, hey, man, good job with that knee. And when I came back to the States, I had to, you know, tell 85% of the population, like, over in Asia, it's legal. And they're like, ah. Oh, he should have been disqualified. You ask me, and I'm like, guys, you guys are more upset about it than I am. I'm, I've already moved on in my life. I'm about to paint the fence. Uh, you want to join me or not? So, fights are fights. They come and go, and you know, you can sit here and dwell on the past, but I, I, I tend to move forward. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. And now, back to our conversation with one championship mixed martial arts star, Demetrius Johnson. So what was that reception like when you, you got back? Apart from, you know, like what you said, you know, people are shocked about the, the way you got knocked out. What, what did anyone else say about, you know, one? And, you know, that, that was pretty much, for many Americans, that was the first time they, they were exposed to one. Yeah. Uh, you know, what feedback did you get from other fighters or other people in the, or just fans? Fans, yeah, they're just saying like, you know, it's, uh, some fans like it, some fans don't. They're like, you're a down opponent, so it's something you're not used to yet. But I told everybody else, like, dude, how do you train to be your, I wasn't concussed, I was rocked, and then I'm trying to get back to my feet and you get blasted on the knee. There's something you can do about it, right? So there really isn't any feedback. But in, in terms of them being exposed to one one fighters, for example, and, and the rest oh, of the you know and, gotcha, and the gotcha, show cards. and you know yeah. some, there were some weird tie bouts, I think. Also, yeah, yeah, they like it. The hardest thing is, for example, I don't like chocolate cake. There's nothing you can do to convince okay. me that I like chocolate cake. I was always uh, if my wife said, "Hey, babe, you want chocolate cake?" I was like, "I want confetti, white cake." It's always going to be that. I don't care what you say. So in America, they have a perception of like they know what they like and they don't they won't detour from that, right? So. You see guys, we hate the ground game. We hate the ground game. All right, here's Muay Thai. They got the front gloves. Why aren't they wrestling? Didn't you say you don't like wrestling? So Yeah, I, I had the, the, the perception that Americans like, you know, fighters that stand up and bang, you know? That, that exactly. Kind, you know, like, um, I, I think the biggest thing is uh, they need to have a connection. 
with that athlete. They have to know them, right? So, of course, they love Rotting, right? And then once they get to know Rotting's story, you know, they'll be like, oh, wow, it's an amazing story. He started fighting at 16. That's incredible. Him helping his dad get through cancer. Then now the American audience can resonate with that person. Or you look at a guy like John Haggerty, another person. Because as for me, as an as a spectator and a fan and also a fighter, I try to give the people or the community or the fans something to I can relate with them. Right? That's why I tell people like I have more in common with gamers than I do with people who are fans of mixed martial arts because we only can connect on one level of mixed martial arts. And half the time I'm gonna disagree with that person. But in gaming, we can connect on so many levels of so many different genres of gaming, so many different consoles, et cetera, et cetera. So I think to answer your question, I think the American people or the American fan base love what they saw in one championship. I think now it's just for them to get behind a certain athletes that they like and appreciate and enjoy their fighting style. You mentioned Rod Tang, you know, obviously that was a, a special clash for the ages. What, you know, obviously like leading up into it, you, you I guess you had your, your game face on, you, you know, you really focused. Once you were done, when you look back at that, what memories do you get of it or, or what do you think it adds to your legacy? It was legit. You know, it was, it's, it was fun. You know, you look at like the, the greats of our time, you look at Venom Silva versus Krokop, they had the same special roles fight. I think it was when Krokop, when Venom got Krokop down, he had 10 seconds to do whatever you want to him. 10 seconds. Uh, you had Shinya Aoki do it against a, a K1 kickboxer. Um, so some of these fights have been done in the past. And for me to do it in a new age of mixed martial arts, it was definitely something to, you know, notch on my resume. And, you know, it was awesome to be able to share the cage with such uh, an amazing athlete like Rotten, a superstar. I mean, that fight, when I saw Superbon in California, he goes, dude, your fight in Thailand blew up because everybody knows everybody knows Rotting. And not everybody likes mixed martial arts in Thailand. So that did a lot for your stock in Thailand. I was like, nice. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about how one on TNT was almost like a teaser. It was the first um, real exposure for one uh, in North America. Obviously, there's a, there's a new deal with, with Amazon Prime and, you, you know, you're, you're headlining the first show. What do you think this, you know, deal with Prime, and it's for five years, so it's not just, you know, uh, dipping the toe in the water, it's actually really going in all in. What do you think this will do for one in North America? It's going to do great. I mean, they've already done way more advertising than TNT. You know, the wife has gone on Amazon, as usual, buying something, and boom, she saw your boy like, mm. So the advertising is getting out there. And, you know, a five-year deal that shows that Amazon is, is committed. And I think for them, you know, when I look at it as in, Content is king in a streaming platform where you got ESPN, you got Hulu, you got Netflix, all of them. And you look at it, which one of these streaming platforms actually have live streaming content? You know, obviously ESPN does, but Amazon is known for, when you think of Amazon, you think of shipping, you think of, you know, Jeff Bezos, you think of, you know, Blue Origin. Now with them jumping into the live streaming, now they stream, they have their exclusive rights to stream football Thursday night. And then right in after that, if they do their advertising right, boom, they'll kick it right into Amazon, Amazon Prime, one championship. So it's a perfect, perfect uh, dynamic to bring eyeballs to one championship if they can do it correctly. So you, you've been here, uh, again, I said a few years, and now there's this, you know, exciting development. Do you see yourself sort of like wanting to go in, maybe I want to go another five years and, and see what I can do in the next... Five years? I don't think five years is uh, possible, to be honest with you, because... Training takes a lot of time away from my family, my kids, which is my family. So I just repeat myself three <laughs> times. And some of the things I, I, I want to do, you know, and I think 
you know, I'm 36 now, five, I'll be 41. I just don't think it'll be smart to be around for that long. So we'll see. You know, I think I got three more good years left in me. And obviously, if it's, you know, something like grappling or whatever, I can definitely do that because you're not taking as much damage. But we'll see, you know. I'm not going to put a time limit. I told myself I wanted to stop fighting when I'm 35. 36 now, I feel great. Still want to compete and... Yeah, we'll see. So the chances of you being in MMA in five years' time not too not too high, but yeah, you I might you might still be you oh, know yeah, rolling oh, and yeah, grappling. I'm definitely and, be competing yeah. grappling. Yeah. Like I think next year, me and him are gonna go to IBJJF in uh, oh, cool. Vegas and compete in Worlds nice. and the So nice. that's me and him are gonna try to do that. And yeah, why not? I mean, some people are like don't do it. I'm like, what's worse than gonna happen? Why not? Yeah, just I, be I a lose. world champion at 37, right? I mean, why not, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's 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 my goal. So definitely, after time you mix martial arts, I'm still gonna compete in uh, jiu-jitsu. Okay, so uh, just to, to cap it off, just you know, a bit off topic, but can you name your Mount Rushmore of uh, MMA fighters? Uh, my Mount Rushmore, well, John Jones is up there. I always go back. I feel like DC should be up there for what he's done. You know, uh, John Jones, DC. I like Gago Musasi up there. Um, who else? How many people on Mount Rushmore? Musasi is a bit, I think it's four, right? Four? How many people on that mountain? How many presidents? <laughs> I think that... It's okay. Guess yeah. what? It's my mountain, so I'm putting five. Why, why Musashi though? That's maybe... Uh, so, maybe... the reason I'm putting up is because for me, when I look at the greatest of all time, so there's... I like to look at people who, who've who done it all. Not done it all, excuse me, like his skill set. When Musashi is on, Musashi, when he's on, he's on. Like, what he did in Dream and, and Pride, the way he beat Jacare, his stand-up is legit. He's got a legit grappling game. Even though he wasn't a UFC champion and all that stuff, doesn't mean I don't think he's one of the greatest to ever do it, right? So, which, which, again, if you go on the internet, you know, a lot of fans say, you know, you need to do this and this you and need this, this and, right? And, yeah, and, and that's and the thing, have like, a checklist. you know, I would even throw, you know, Bibiano. The only thing that, like, I love Bibiano's fighting style. I just wish he would have fought in America. There's a lot of guys that, you know, I wish they would have fought in America. I would love to see what Ritter would do in America against John Jones. I would love to see what Apollo Costa would do to, you know, I would love to see that, but obviously it's not, it's probably never going to happen. But for me, like John Jones, I still think he's the greatest of all time, even though he does all his, you know, party boy stuff. Um, I don't think so he was, jo- So John Jones? John Jones, DC, Gay Guard. Gay Guard. Um, and who's the last one? Yeah, it's hard. You're not going to put yourself on there? No, because it's my mountain. Why would it, if it was my mountain, I just chose I mean, all me on there. I would no, know I, some presidents who would well, want to carve their own face. Well, <laughs> I mean, when it goes on to that, I let the community decide for me, right? Um, you know, I already wrote on the record to say, like, as for the flyweights, like, yeah, I don't think there's anyone who's come close to what I've been able to accomplish. Not just, like, winning, but, like, my style of going out there and imposing my will on somebody. Like, my arm bars, my, my wrestling, my stand-up, the knockouts. Like, I go out there and I put it on the line. Nobody else... I haven't seen anybody else out there do it. I mean, uh, Davidson Figueredo uh, does, but he's had trouble with his weight cuts. He's not showing up when he fought Brendan Marino the second time. You know, he he wasn't there, right? Like, every single time I competed, and I don't think there's been one time that I've not shown up. You know what I mean? Like, when I got caught by Adriano, I was I was there. I was fighting. I was I was competing. Where when he showed up, it was like, what the f*** is going on with this guy? He was, he's, he, and he was like, I was flat-footed. So... But yeah, so my fourth, I have no idea. So it's 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 still open. It's still open, and and you know it changes. You know I could throw Charles Charles Oliveira up there right now. I like the way he moves. I like the way he fights. He's coming a long way. Um, he's good on the ground. He's good on his feet. He's got a great clinch. He's got a good chin. He gets dropped too much for me, but you know that's kind of his game. He's able to take one and you know give one. So 
yeah that's what i would probably say all right thank you so much dj for taking your time to, to talk to us uh, and all the best in your title fight in a couple of days thank you sir that was a podcast by the straits times send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg find us on apple spotify google podcasts or via the google voice assistant and amazon alexa enabled devices for more podcasts by the Straits Times, the Business Times, and Money FM eighty nine point three, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A W E D I O.